Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Norfolk and Suffolk Non-League Podcast Show. So we've just had Laura on, the Roxham and Caster Ladies goalkeeper. Uh, Laura being our first lady actually on the show. And we are going to continue with that. We now have the Norwich CBS number one, um, a very good friend of ours and a good friend of the show. Joe, how are you, my friend? Very well, thanks, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. Joe, much appreciate for giving up, giving up your time and your life to uh, come on here and talk about football and to give uh, people some something to uh, to listen to. Um, we know each other fairly well um, and bits and pieces. Obviously, I've seen you at different clubs and bits and pieces. But um, for anybody who wouldn't um, know you, mate, um, just a bit of a football background, a bit of history from you, please, if we could. No worries. So um, I started off youth football at Mildenhall Town, which is where I lived at the time, uh, up until I think about under 16s. Um, first, after that, uh, went into men's football, just a few like bit local village teams sort of thing. Um, and then ended up having a break for quite a while because I got into music and I was tour- like in touring bands and stuff. Okay. I didn't really have time to play football. Um Eventually then moved to Norwich around, I think it was about five or six years ago. Um, didn't really know anyone. So just sort of um, the first team that wanted me, I got involved with. And that's when I got into goalkeeping, really, because before that I was always a striker. Okay. So, yeah, and then uh, that I was there for, I think, two seasons at Hockerin. It was just because it was the pretty much the closest one to me and they they wanted me. So I went there. Um, from there, I went. You have to excuse me; my memory is horrendous. Um, Hingham for okay, couple, yeah, Hingham, yep. And then, unfortunately, they they disbanded. Um, and then that takes me to last season, where I ended up at Galston. Um, now at CBS. Cool, excellent. So, being obviously living in or near the city for the last five or six years, um, as you mentioned, you had two seasons at uh, Hockering. From what you can remember, mate, what, what was that? What was that like then? Uh, that was great. I, I enjoyed every minute there because it was just like a group of mates. You know, they welcomed me in with open arms from day one. Um, lots of social stuff going on the whole time, and yeah, it was it was a really good time. I was I gutted to leave there to be honest, but I just wanted to push myself a bit up. Uh, push myself a bit and try and get up the leagues a bit. Cool. And then, um, like we say, then Hingham then came about, but like I say, they they obviously uh, folded. Um, how, did, how did that sort of little brief um, period go for you? Yeah, that was really good as well. That was like my first real step up because I think that was about five or six leagues above where I was at Hockerin. Right. So that was interesting. Um but again, yeah, really good bunch of lads. Enjoyed every minute of it. I think we're actually planning to do a night out with us, um, with all the lads from that team at some point soon. So that'll be good to catch up with everyone again. Mm, cool. But yeah, that was really good as well. I really enjoyed my time there. And then obviously you took a, a, a very big step up to a very well-established team. That's a good friend of ours. Um, Galston, yeah. mate. Yeah, that, again, that was, that was a, a good bunch of lads. Real learning experience for myself, as you say, a big step up. Um, I just just learning every every time I turned up with the team, just learning yep. something. Probably may have been a little bit of a big step up for me. Uh, probably didn't get into 
a good enough rhythm. I put that half down to obviously last season with COVID and all that. It was a bit stoppy starty. But um but yeah, never really quite found my feet, if I'm honest. Um I weren't playing how I know I can play, but but yeah, like I say, it was a massive learning experience for me. It was brilliant, really enjoyed it. But having said that, mate, to actually go to a club like Galston, who, you know, have got a very, very impressive history. They're very well established, very well known um, in our part of the world. Obviously, you must be you must have done something right for them to um, put, put you in between the sticks for them. Well, yeah, I think, you know, I, I did have a, a few good games there and stuff. But um, like I say, used it to my advantage just to learn and, you know, get used to playing at that level and everything. But that, you know, the guys were nothing but good to me. Scott and Ricky, obviously, absolutely fantastic managers. So I, I you know, nothing but but love for them lot over there. Absolutely brilliant squad. No, I must admit, mate, and I, I echo that about um the guys over there. Like you say, you're absolutely spot on. Um so from Goulston to well another very well established club. That's uh that sort of flirted with the wrong end of the table, I suppose, last season and before COVID. Um Norwich CBS, that's also another very uh, well-established, decent club that um, they that they want you to play for, mate. Yeah, really enjoying it there. It's, you know, it, it's helpful that it's right on my doorstep as well. It's a bit of a different um, sort of thing to drive in to, to and from Galston like three times a week. But, you know, from what I've seen so far, obviously I've only done four matches pre-season and a load of tra- training sessions, but really tight-knit bunch of lads like, Considering it's this season, it's quite a new squad as well. There's a lot of new faces there. Right. It's together really quickly, which is nice to see. Uh huh. So with regards, to, with regards to, um, like you say, only four games played. How are those? Well, who are they, if you can top your head, who are those four against, and um, how did uh, Joe get on in those games, mate? We uh, first game was against Thetford. We yep. turned up. I think a lot of the lads were on holiday still, so we turned up with a very weak side. Um, and they they were all over us. To be fair, it was it was almost pointless. But um, yeah, I got I played first half in that game, and I thought I played pretty well. You know, straight like hit the ground running at the club. Yep. Um, then we played. Who was it after that? Woodbridge, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, not the best of games for myself personally, but played very well. I I think I was on the pitch for about ten minutes, and then rolled my ankle and had to come off ah. so not not fantastic but the yeah. team did really well uh held held our own against them so that was good to see and then we played bungie last week um great club by the way from what i from what i saw um and we won three nil it was quite a convincing game but uh, i think they had a fairly weakened squad as well so but you know results in pre-season you, you can't really Taken for gospel, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like I say, I have filmed film Bungie quite a bit recently, actually. Like you say, they're a very well-organised team. Yeah. Um, Rob has got a very good bunch of lads there now, and you can clearly see what he's doing with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so in your... So like I say, we're only four games into life at Norwich CBS, but um, in your career then, mate, what would you say is Joe's high point? What's the most memorable point of your football career even even if it's down in in the the, uh, youth days um well last season i would probably say the first time i played in the fa vars and ended up coming out with that with man of the match just okay cool really good performance on the day so that was good Uh, um 
this season actually with my Sunday team, which I forgot to mention earlier, um, Acre Rangers, um, we won the league, which was obviously I've, I've won cups and stuff before, but I've never won a league title. So yeah. that was that was a big high for myself personally. But so yeah, that's off the top of my head, that's what I'm going to think of. Cool. Like I say, you've got a fairly little impressive little bit of background there, mate, to be fair. Um, mm. Obviously, with highs come lows. Um, you know, I know you you just said you rolled your ankle in a game, which, you know, obviously a couple of minutes in isn't obviously ideal. And, uh, you know, that can really affect um, some people. But um, like I say, what would be your sort of low point in your career or something that you, I, that you, I don't know, miss, regret or something that you remember you shouldn't have done, for example? Um, I mean, nasty injuries are always a bad one because obviously if you're out for like an extended period of time, you know, you're always worrying about being replaced and if you're going to get your place back in the squad and whatnot. Yeah. Um, usually, like with performances and stuff, I, I don't really see them as like low points. I try and learn from them, if that makes yep. sense. Like last season, um, my first game in the first team with Galston was actually against Mildenhall, who obviously I started at. Um, so, but I, I'd had a bad injury before that and I rushed back to get ready for that game. Right. Um, and that combined with, you know, the nerves of, of playing against my former team for the first time and all this just had an absolute shocker. Probably the worst performance of my life. So I'd probably say that <laughs> that's a pretty big low for me. But like I say, always try and learn that sort of stuff. Don't rush back in, when you're injured because you, you you know you're letting your side down more than anything sure um so what would you say has been the biggest game you've played in so far then mate um i know you touched on the fa vars but um yeah i'd probably say that 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 would have been the biggest game i've played to be honest okay um, well, that's, that's a cool. really good performance sometimes as a goalkeeper you get into this sort of weird flow state where you just feel it's not like from an arrogance point of view, but you just don't feel like you can be beat. It's very, it's, well, it's rare for me to feel like that. But on that day, I just felt like, you know, it was one of them days where everything sort of went right. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Um, so, like you say, you're, you've now just, uh, you joined CBS. And like I say, you've had uh, four preseason games. Um, Laura's touched on it on her podcast just before yourself about what it's like joining a new team. So, Joe, from your perspective, how do you, when you go from, with all respect, from a club to another club, how do you keep all the anxiety at bay? And what advice could you give the younger listeners um, who are thinking of joining a club, but they're too afraid or the anxiety stops them because they're not, not going to know nobody? What's yeah. your personal take on and advice you can give to the younger listeners? on what to do when you join a new club or if you're thinking of joining a new club? I think the best thing to do is, you know, it's, it's easy to say, but you've just got to have faith in yourself. You're, you're not there for no reason. If you've been asked to come to a club or, you know, you joined a new club, you're there because somebody wants you there. So I think the, the best bit of advice I could get is just get your, get your head down from day one, work hard, show them what you're all about, and it will sort of open up from there. You'll gain the respect of the other players. As long as they can see that you're working you're not, you know, you're not there for the wrong reasons or whatever. That's that's always going to go in your favour. No, they're uh, very, 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 very true, mate. So, um, like I say, you've played at some very well-established uh, clubs in uh, in the area, um, and you've obviously with them clubs come obviously some very impressive 
grounds and what have you. How did you first, uh, how did you um, cope and deal with the first time you walked out into, into a half decent crowd and a night under the floodlights and there's a crowd there? How do you sort of, do you sort of block people out or do you just sort of take it in your stride or how do you personally deal with all that expectation when you walk out? Um, there's an element of blocking out for sure, especially being a goalkeeper, because obviously you're going to have people from the opposition stood right behind you all match, usually giving you stick. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think you've got to try and block out a little bit, but at the same time, you, you're always going to hear it and, and it's always going to, you know, not necessarily hurt because you know, they're just trying to gain their team the edge at the end of the day, but you've just got to kind of take it on the chin and just realize, you know, you're not, they're not like being horrible to you they're just trying to gain gain a, some sort of advantage for their team who they're supporting so I think if you can block it out brilliant but if not just try and enjoy it and just realise that the same thing going on to the other keeper up the other end so yeah well speaking of expectations and bits and pieces um, Roxham against Norris CBS tonight um, yeah. so you've got uh, a big game coming up tonight um, nobody knows this this year, but I'm actually filming tonight, so I will have you oh, on okay. camera. I will have you on camera for the full ninety, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm sure we'll get some photos and bits and pieces. But um, on a serious point, uh, Roxham, Trafford Park, great setup, seriously well organised, very well drilled. But you have, you know, we we know that. Um, CBS, like you said, have brought in some new faces. It's kind of a new look team. Surely against a team like Roxham to test yourselves against one of the best in the area, I think it's fair to say. Absolutely. Um, yeah. how, are you, how are you preparing, apart from coming on the podcast, what, how are you preparing after the podcast and getting ready out to kick off? And how do you keep everything, all the emotions in check, basically? Uh, I always just try and stay relaxed, to be honest. Just try and have a nice, chill afternoon before before a match. But yeah, obviously it's going to be a, a, a tough game for sure. But I think now, you know, we've we've had a few games. They've had a few games, and we've, you know, like you say, we're a, a relatively new squad. But I think tonight's where we really test ourselves because we can we, we we haven't got the excuse of you know oh, we've only just all met each other. We're not we're not a you know a squad that's been gelled as it were. So I think, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for tonight. I love games like this where, you you know, you're the underdog. That's, I, I love that sort of thing. Yeah, and to be fair, like I say, when when I actually saw the fixture, I thought, you know, that's, you know, for a friendly, that is some fixture, to be fair. And, you know, obviously, Roxham obviously want to test themselves against you. And like I say, your boss is more than happy to take the challenge on. So... When 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 Norwich CBS are organising these friendlies against these sort of teams, that must filter down into you into you players and think the gaffer has obviously got a lot of ambition or determination. He wants to test against the best, and he's more than happy to give it a go. And that must filter down into into you lads as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think to organise a fixture like that just shows trust in your squad. You know what I mean? It's not like he's just picking easy teams because we don't want to go out and get smashed. And, you know, I don't think you would purposely pick a fixture where you knew your team was going to get absolutely walloped. So, like you say, yeah, that does does filter down through the squad. And I think that builds confidence as well. No, absolutely. And speaking of confidence, mate, um, 
like I said, I said, I just said to Laura, they seem to have more goalkeepers come on this show than anything else interesting for some reason. But um, again, from your personal perspective, um, as you know, you'll have games where you're busy nonstop and you're absolutely shattered come the end. On the flip side, you'll have nothing to do for 85 minutes, but you've still got to stay focused. How does Joe stay focused in those kind of games? I think that's probably a lot easier as a keeper than it is, you know, for someone to watch and think, oh, how are they stuck? Because you're constantly talking to your, you know, your, your whole squad, really, mostly your back four. Yeah. Sure, everything's organised and making sure, you know, you're in the right position. Um, you know, you, you're constantly thinking, what if it breaks from that position? Where where should I be? And all this. So it's not, it's, not as simple as like, oh, I haven't seen the ball, so I'm just standing there watching. You, you're constantly involved, just at a different capacity. Yeah. Um, just, out of, just out of interest, Joe, I mean, obviously, it, it didn't really, back in the uh, early 90s, it didn't really happen um, when I was playing in goal. But uh, have you adapted this sweeper-keeper sort of attitude now? Or, you know, have you always been sort of that sort of player? Or is that something that you've, uh, you're learning a new trade, so to speak? I've I've always been like quite advanced, and you know I want I want the ball. Um, I'm not one that's going to sit on my line all match. I think you've got to be like that nowadays because coaches expect an eleventh footballer rather than you know ten players and a goal because they want you to be advanced and positive the whole time, which I enjoy doing anyway. So that's that's not really much of a problem for me. I love playing like that. Well, I was going to say, mate. To be fair, the level of football you're competing in, to be fair, I've noticed especially. Um, in 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 the in the furlough none, my God, that that's picked up some pace in that in them leagues now. It seems a lot quicker than what it used to be. Yeah, definitely. But um, speaking of which, so like I say, you've you've mentioned how you sort of deal with a quiet game, you're always on your toes, etc. Um, how about the tips for the young upcoming goalkeepers, mate? Sort of, um, how should we put it? Keeping keep their their nerves under wraps, and um, you know how to dip. How what advice especially would you give the young goalkeepers who would be listening on how to deal with if they made a mistake in the game? How would that? How what advice can you give them how to deal with that? I think as far as mistakes go, you've just got to in the moment just get it out of your head the best way you can. Obviously, after the fact, you can learn from what you've done wrong right and make sure it doesn't happen again but the biggest thing during a game is just to get it out of your head it's done it's finished there's no point dwelling on it because that's when you'll carry on making mistakes no sure and to be fair um obviously like you say covid well, as we all know um 18 months or so of um not very much uh, going on how did um you stay sort of focused through that sort of 18 months mate and uh bits and pieces um, I've I actually done quite a few like one-on-one sessions with um, my goalkeeper coach, which was nice just to stay sharp and everything. Because I found, you know, with the first lockdown when football got called off, when I went back, you find yourself so get so rusty so quickly. It's unbelievable. Mm. Um, so I was I was trying to stay sharp as much as possible by just doing one-on-one sessions, trying to do as much fitness as possible. And you just got to, you know. It's, it's the worst thing is when you can't prepare for when it's coming back, when you don't yeah. know when you're going to be doing it. You just got to try and just keep grinding and, and crack on, really. Yeah, sure. And obviously, um, 
you know, I, I've I've always I've touched on it with everyone who's uh, came on the show. Uh, to be fair, obviously, um, like I said, like I said, I say to people, I just said to Laura as well. Uh, filming football, doing these podcasts, etc. Um, it's, it's my release, um, and it's my sort of go, get to go away to something to get away from. If I've if I had a bad day at work or something, etc. Um, yeah. uh, I'm guessing, obviously, football has that same aspect um, for yourself. Well, absolutely. I mean, when when you're playing, you, everything else vanishes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it does. Just sort of seems unimportant at the time. You're not really thinking about it. So, yeah, I think that's that's the story for most people. You know, we, we all start off playing football because we enjoy it, not, you know, not for any other reason. So if that's not with you um, anymore, you, there's not really much point in doing it. So as you say, yeah, that is a, it's definitely an escape for a lot of people. And like, and like and, you know, like, like we were saying, obviously the aspect of um, social as well, obviously you get to see all the lads and have a laugh and, a beer or two after the game. There's also the social aspect. And um, like you say, CBS obviously being a good bunch of lads, obviously that obviously helps as well. Yeah, that's absolutely right, mate. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, obviously, um, just, just before we uh, bring the show to an end in, the, in, a, in a little while, um, I understand that you are um, an ambassador for a goalkeeping brand and I would love you, mate, to just pretty much tell everybody about it and um, what it's all about, really. Yeah, well, I'll just um, run it from home at the moment. Uh, it's called Sebac Sports, S-E-B-A-C. Um, and yeah, we're actually having a bit of an overhaul at the moment because obviously with COVID and everything, when no one's playing football, we've, we've kind of had to start again, really. So exciting times coming soon for sure we've got new new gloves coming so you know any local um goalkeepers want to get in touch i'm sure i can sort out a uh, discount for any local goalkeepers on on our gloves cool so is it a company that you've sort of joined that they asked you or is it something that you thought about starting yourself then no it's my company i started it uh, about two years ago right okay two, i think it was yeah so um gained a bit of momentum and then obviously as i say the uh covid kind of slap that down so we're just we're kind of starting again at the moment sure so what, what, I, what I, i'll just uh, making a quick note what i'll do is mate as well as i will put uh, your email address and stuff on the um uh description of this podcast so if people want to come to you for uh, anything like that they can do is it, is it just goalkeeping gloves you mentioned or is it other stuff as well it is at the moment just um because that's what i know but i'm, I'm going to be expanding hopefully sooner rather than later into other, you know, football related uh, products. Cool. And um, back to life of CBS to uh, touch and finish on, mate. Um, personal targets. Have you set anything for yourself or um, what? How, how are you sort of looking forward to the next season? Personally, I don't really set myself targets. Obviously, as many clean sheets as possible is always the goal. But uh, in terms of personal goals I'd you know I just want to see the team do well really I just want you know do the best I can for the team and hopefully it all falls into place and then um, what about the uh, the gaffer has he sort of set out his targets and what he wants and wants to achieve yeah I think our main goal is promotion right so I think that through winning the league or through the uh, playoff places but that's that's the main the main focus for the season I think and maybe a nice little Norfolk senior cup run maybe of course yeah always always love a good cup run so, uh, ha have, how many times have you actually played in the Senior Cup, mate? Top of your head, just putting you on the spot. 
Um, I genuinely couldn't tell you, mate. Not a clue. How, do you know how sort of far you've actually gone in the competition, personally? Um, in fact, I don't know if I ever had. I've obviously the Sunday Senior Cup I've played in, but um, I don't actually think I've ever played on Saturdays in it. Okay. Well, you never know. With, with CBS, that may be the start of things to come, mate. You never know. Yeah, hopefully. So, yeah. So, like I say, you've got a tough game tonight. Um, <clears throat> I will uh, let you go back to normal life and get yourself all prepared and set up for it and uh, and what have you. And um, I'm sure you'll see me on the sideline somewhere with a, with a video camera and a camera and bits and pieces, and I'll come and... Uh, Come and grab you if I, yeah, if I can. Hello, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, basically, mate, I just like I say, wish you all the best for the season and uh, hope the new company goes well. And um, I'm sure we'll speak again really soon. Brilliant. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks, thanks for having me on. That's no worries. Thank you. Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, mate. And we've just had Joe, the Norwich CBS new number one, uh, competing in his uh, fourth or fifth, I think, um, pre-season friendly um, tonight against a very good Wroxham side. Um, it is at Trafford Park, and spectators are welcome. I believe it's a 7.45 kickoff. If you want to get down there and see uh, Joe in this new-look CBS side and um, see a very good game of football, um, it will be a very good venue for all you to choose from. Also, like I say, remember, I have put Joe's business link on the description of this podcast. Should you or any other goalkeeper require any goalkeeping products, you can go through to Joe that way and he'll look after you. Until the next podcast, guys, stay safe, stay well. Until the next one, take care.